Hi, this is Ali Ciardo, and on today's episode, we're going to talk about three different ways that you can scale up your photography business. Welcome to the Photo Field Notes podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. Hello, it's Ali Ciardo, and welcome to the Photo Field Notes podcast. Uh, Before we get started, I do want to let you know that I have a free resource for you to check out on photofieldnotes.com. It's actually photofieldnotes.com slash crash course, and I have a three-day video course that will walk you through um, just kind of my whole process, my three key steps that I've used to build a six-figure wedding photography business from client attraction, turning your clients into raving fans, and then the workflow and follow-through that makes it all happen and brings it all together. So you can get that for free at photofieldnotes.com slash crash course. Go check it out. And now let's jump into the main topic of the day. Three ways to scale up your photography business. So basically, I just kind of made some quick notes and I figured I would just hit record and jump into this because it's something that I've thought a lot about in scaling my own business because in my previous business, which was called Loud Pixel, um, and that was more kind of in the marketing realm where I worked with big agencies and the way that you scaled your business was you went out and you booked new clients. Some of them were retained clients that would pay you every single month. Some of them were one-off big projects. And then the more retainer clients you could build, the more predictability you could build into the business. And then we could hire from there and take on more projects and scale out from there. So that's a little bit different than a photography a photography business because a photography business is, well, for most people, and I think that the people who I generally are, I'm speaking to would be probably like single photographers, solo photographers, or maybe couples where you're not necessarily running this huge studio and you are looking for a way to scale your business and make more money just as, you know, your solo or partner um, company. So obviously one way that you can make more money in your business is by raising your prices because that will bring in more money per session. But I want to get into the three main ways that you make more money in a photography business and then get into details of obviously how to make that happen. So let's let's do it. Okay, the first way obviously that you make more money in your photography business is you take on more sessions yourself. So if it's just you or if it's you and one other person, you book more sessions. And I started out by scaling that way and it definitely worked, but I found for me personally that I really love, I I do love the shooting. I have a lot of fun with the shooting, but if I do too much of it, I find that I, I wouldn't say I resent it, but I resent that it takes me away from my family for too much time. And so when I had my daughter and then, you know, going into having my second daughter, I realized that I wanted to find a different way to scale. So scale option number two, which I started a couple years ago, is hiring associates, actually hiring people to shoot for you. And the advantages here are the fact that you can have someone else out there shooting for your brand when you are home. (laughs) And if you're really good at managing the business, you can manage the business and you can bring in the clients and then you can have somebody else actually go out and shoot. So that's been great for me because 
I've done two things. One, I've actually had people shooting on days when I'm also shooting. So I can only shoot one wedding at a time. And it's nice if I can have somebody else out there shooting for me. I also have weekends that I now block off from weddings so that I am not shooting on those weekends. I'm making those family weekends and then I can still have a team out there and I hire contractors. So nobody's actually an employee. I hire contractors who use their own equipment and um, they're not forced into anything. So it's really important that when you do hire associates, you look at how you're going to do that and legally make sure that if they're a contractor, you're actually abiding by the laws of a contractor. Um, You're not like they're not forced to work certain hours they're not using your equipment they're using their own equipment and they're coming in and they're getting paid as a one-off contractor so that's how I do it so that's worked really well for me for scaling because I was having a a really good time with marketing and managing and I I actually like sitting behind not everybody a lot of photographers say I hate sitting behind my desk and I hate just doing all this this other work and I actually like that part I think that it's you know it's another fun challenge it's another it's just another fun part for me where I get energy so I enjoy having associates so of course the risk is that you have to make sure you have the right associates you can't just have anybody shooting for you you have to make sure that these are people who you trust 100% and um, you have to make sure that they're going to be able to reflect your style so I think I really think actually the whole associate thing you can find right now if you look up one love photography you can find my episode with sarah allen who founded one love photography and she was actually the one who really inspired me to get into the associate business so you'll find more information there and i think i probably will do a future episode where i completely focus on associates because there's just so much there there's so much more than i can fit into this one episode okay so we've got shooting more sessions yourself hiring associates to shoot for you And then the third way is selling more products or add-ons. And that is another thing that I really started to get into in the last uh, year and a half or so. I really started to focus on making sure that I was giving my clients the option to buy beautiful products that they could put in their homes and inspiring them to put beautiful products in their homes. And again, I feel like this is its own episode because there's so much to it, but let's just go over the basics here. So one way that you can focus on selling more products is switching to in-person sales, where after each session or after each wedding, you either go to their home or you meet up somewhere or you have a studio. I used to have a a shared studio where I would, um, one day a week I had access to the studio, so it kept the prices, it, it kept the cost, the monthly expense way down to only have it one day a week and then I would tell clients I'm only available this one day per week and it was it actually worked out really well for the few who could not meet on that day I could actually just kind of coordinate with the um, other people in the studio and make it work so that ended up being just fine for me so in-person sales where I would actually sit down with them and show them all the options in person and um, help them choose out their products there and a couple of little things I actually ended up, I do still do a little bit with in-person sales for portrait sessions. For weddings, I actually mostly use online sales where I will send a slideshow. And so basically, I will put together a slideshow 
after the wedding, have them tell them they need to watch the slideshow together and see the photos for the first time together. And then I will give them a 15% discount if they purchase products that night. So I send them a quote where they can click and pick the products that they want and then they get that discount. With that, I also, a couple things that I do to just inspire them and show them fun ideas of what they can do. One, I will try to show them in social media when I show them their preview. I will try to show them at least one preview where they see the photos as a product. So maybe it's a mock-up of the photos in a frame or the mock-up of the photos in a book or something like that where they, it really see, they really see and get their head around and get excited about the product and what it would look like with their own photos and what it would look like in their own home. So showing that and making sure that they're excited about that. I also take the product thing all the way through from beginning to end. I don't just bring in a client and later on be like, oh, by the way, do you want to buy any products? I actually, from the very get-go on my website, I talk about how, I think I say something like, if you just want a USB and you want to throw it in a drawer and and show your photos on Facebook, you're just not you're not the client for me. I'm sorry. So I tell them that I want to help them get products in their home. I want to help them get artwork on their walls. Um, and I I also use a tool called SwiftGalleries.com. So shout out to Chris Scott from Swift Galleries to actually let them take a picture of their wall. And they can put a sheet of paper on the wall and then I can pull that into my system, Swift Galleries, upload the picture and use that sheet of paper to scale it so that I can see to scale what the pictures will look like on their wall, framed on their walls. So then I have, I've saved templates of my wall gallery sets that I have and I can just pop their photos in there. They can see exactly what they look like. They get really excited because you might think that putting together wall art is easy and fun but they don't (laughs) they actually might think that it's kind of a challenge and if you don't think that it's easy and fun go out there and spend some time looking into putting together some some galleries and just come up with a set of let's say four to five layouts that look great and that you can use and I will actually have a little freebie download to go with this episode um, that will show you just the basics of putting together wall galleries so you can go to um, photo field notes and search for three ways to scale up your photography business and get that little free download so that you can start putting together a couple quick little templates um okay So that's just kind of the brief overview of selling products. And again, that's its whole other topic. I'm going to write that down as a note that I need to talk about that in much more depth because this is sort of like a a brief overview of everything. So we've got taking on more sessions, hiring associates, selling more products. With all of these things in general, especially the first two, generally hiring associates and taking on more sessions yourself, that means that there's going to be more shooting going on. There's probably going to be more clients to manage, more photos to edit, more to do. So if you're going to do that, you have to have a system in place first so that you do not get, you you just don't drown in work and can become completely overwhelmed and then your clients aren't getting what you've promised them. So a couple of ways to go about managing the scale, managing the growth of your business. One way that you could use is hiring an assistant to help you manage your clients. This could be an office manager or a studio manager, maybe a bookkeeper to help you with your bookkeeping. 
someone who either actually meets with the clients to book them, like someone who's dedicated to actually booking the clients um, or someone who's dedicated to, let's say for sales, someone who's dedicated to selling the products for you. Um, somebody who can just generally kind of keep things together and help you run everything where you can offload some of your tasks. That is one way. Now, I'm sure that you're thinking, oh, that's expensive, so then what? And that that's true. I think that there's a place for that. I absolutely think that as you start to scale and you start to see things, you start to see that need and you start to see that you'll have more income and then that person will actually help you make more money. And that's the point. If you can bring someone in who can help you make more money, then it's worth it. The other thing that you can do before you get to hiring an assistant, before you're ready to hire an assistant, is just create systems for yourself. So I really, really recommend getting some kind of business management software that you can use to keep your clients together, keep all of your notes together. This saved my butt when I had 46 weddings this year where I could keep notes on each client in a nice little place. I could have everything really well organized. Within kind of that concept of creating systems, you also really need to create templates of all of your emails, all of the interactions that you have, and also really, I should say this the other way around, create workflows first. So sit down and say, okay, what are the workflows? What is the whole client experience? What is every single touch point that I want to have with my client from beginning to end? This is a physical touch point. I'm mailing this thing to this client. This is a digital touch point. I am emailing this client this thing. You need to write down every single physical touch point, every single digital touch point that you want to have with your client. Okay, so you've created your workflow and you've created your templates and that's going to help a ton. I'll tell you a couple little things that I automate and if you've gone through my crash course, I've talked about these a little bit so I'll, I'll just kind of go over them briefly. Um, one thing that I automate is my emails that, that go out 30 days or 31 days before the wedding, if it's for a wedding. And so that email goes out automatically with a questionnaire with just kind of like a here's what's coming, here's what's next, um, let's get our final notes together. I automate the email that goes out the day after the wedding that says, hey, let's just kind of reminds, tells them thank you, reminds them of everything that's going to come next. Just they know it already, but just so that they know. Um, and the other big thing that I automate is my from a digital touch point standpoint, from the moment that they book, I start sending them out. I put them into my automated email series where they get an email once a week for three months that will give them just a little quick tip on how best to work with me, set expectations, get them excited, build trust with them. And that's a huge one because for three months, I am building that relationship with them, but I don't have to send every single email. I don't have to hire an assistant to send every single email. So that's really helpful too. And of course, when you're scaling your business to keep from overwhelm, you should definitely consider outsourcing your editing, some of your editing or all of your editing. And I will admit that this was the hardest thing for me. When I took on all of my associate weddings, I knew that I would probably need some help with my editing. And I tried a couple of different companies and I personally actually found that working with a one-on-one -on -one boutique editor is more successful for me because I can make sure it's the same person. I can make sure that that person knows my style, has all my presets, is good to go. So if you're looking for someone to help you with editing, a couple of good places to look would be one, 
Look within your local community. See if there are other photographers who are interested in taking on more editing work and if they would be willing to work with you and even sit down with you. How great is that if you could actually sit down with somebody and know them personally? You can also look at Edit Source, which just Google Edit Source for photographers. You can find some really talented editors there. The one thing I ran into there was that when it first launched, it was so popular that the editors were a little bit overrun. So I think it might be better now, but check it out, you know, try there, try like local Facebook groups, see if there's any interest and definitely see if you can get someone to help you out in that area. And one final quick note for you, if you have children, don't be afraid don't hold yourself back from getting help. It is really, really hard to run a business and it is really, really hard to be a parent. And when you put those two things together, I feel like every day you are just destined to feel guilty about something and you're destined to feel like you're letting something slide. And on the days that I have felt like I need to run my business while being with my children, those days are terrible for me. Those days are overwhelming. And I end up like I'm not with my children. I'm not there 100% for them. So I found that by getting help and getting childcare for them, I can be completely focused on my business during the times that I need to focus on my business. And then when I go and pick them up from daycare, I have so much energy for them. And we tell stories and we play and I like climb through these tunnels that I shouldn't be trying to climb through <laughs> and I, I have the energy for all of that because I have finished my work and I can put it away and I can spend time with them. So even if you just get a babysitter to come in for a couple hours so that you can focus on things, do it. If you're trying to do all of this at once and you are staying up super late, you know, that's going to be sustainable to a point. But if you're really trying to scale up your business and you're still doing that, consider getting some help so that you can actually work on your business and get it done. So maybe you're spending that time outsourcing your editing so you can spend time with kids. Maybe you're bringing in an assistant so you can spend time with kids. Maybe you're bringing in a babysitter so you can do that yourself or some mix, some combination of all those things. So I've always kind of done a combination where I've done three days a week of childcare. And then of course I typically shoot, not every weekend, but I shoot a lot of Fridays and Saturdays. And then I have my other days back home with my children. That's worked out really well for me. That's helped me create better balance in my business. So all of these things kind of come together Every single person has their own story, their own business, their own challenges. So you have to really pick and choose what works for you. But I hope that this was at least somewhat helpful for you and that it, as you consider scaling your business up, you'll, you know, you'll take some of these options to heart. So that's it for today. Take care and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com. And if you loved this episode, leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.